Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel in the all-new MNC Nation. I want to thank all three radio stations across the area listening in and tuning in right now. Uh, joining us on the line is Congressman Jim Banks, representing Indiana's 3rd District, but also a candidate to be Indiana's next senator. Congressman, how are you doing today? Hey, Casey. Good to be with you. Well, you know, this is an interesting one because a lot's happened since the last time you and I spoke. And, and I was just telling the audience this, Congressman, and, and correct me if I'm wrong or if you disagree in some way. I don't believe we've ever had more physical evidence against a sitting or former president of criminal conduct than we do against Joe Biden. And yet we don't have even sometimes in, in the House of Representatives, it seems like there just doesn't seem to be a motivation to possibly pursue impeachment or or maybe rectify the situation. Am I misreading this? Well, I'm ready to go. I, I think uh, the time has come. Enough is enough. Uh, the evidence is clear. This is the most corrupt president that we've ever had living in the White House, and that's saying a lot after Bill Clinton and Hillary lived there, right? Yeah. But this is clear to me that uh, Hunter Biden um, and the, all of the evidence has come to light about how he sold access in many ways to our foreign adversaries, sold access to his father when he was the vice president at the time. Um, all of that has come true. It was called, at, at different points, they dismissed it. So they, they said this was Russian propaganda. They said the contents of the of the laptop were all fake, and they censored stories about it leading up to the 2020 election. It's It all turned out to be true. I mean, even the New York Times now tells us that the contents – of the Hunter Biden laptop were real and they were true and they proved without a shadow of a doubt the corruption that occurred on a wide scale before Joe Biden became president. Now, now we have two and a half years of a record of this president completely uh, skirting the law and ignoring the rule of law in other ways from leaving the border wide open to abusing the Department of Justice to go after his political enemies, uh, Donald Trump and others. So there's lots of evidence here to do it. Casey, I'm I'm uh, I'm ready to vote for the articles of impeachment. They have to go through a process, go through the Judiciary Committee. Jim Jordan leads that, uh, but I don't think we can do it soon enough. Now, do you find that there is overall in the House that there is, I, I guess, some openness to this, or are they looking at this the way that they were looking at it in the 1990s? That this will somehow hinder a Republican election with the upcoming presidential election, or what seems to be the overall feeling in the house well i think there are you know a few it's a, a, a you have to remember it's only a five-seat republican majority yeah um so yeah you have to look at the reality that the of that but I, the 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 steam is is building the the case is is being made marjorie taylor green and others have introduced articles of impeachment and i support them but this does have to go through a process and um i i just think it's important I, it's important because we can't allow for future presidents or future presidential candidates to think that they can ever get away with what Joe Biden has got away, gotten away with. That, that, at, the, at the end of the day, that's that's the bottom line to me. We can never allow this to happen again in the future of our country to see this type of corruption and abuse of power in the White House like we've seen under Joe Biden. That, that's why I think we have to impeach him. Now, as a sitting member of the House and as somebody who is running for the Senate, it's not just Joe Biden who has done things wrong here. I mean, you've got the FISA courts consistently going back to James Comey, saying that the FBI was routinely violating the law and illegally surveilling American citizens. We know for a fact that the FBI 
lied about Donald Trump. They lied to the FISA courts about Donald Trump. Director Ray promised to stop those programs. He's continued doing those programs. He's been now caught lying to Congress. Uh, the FBI is is consistently the the one bureaucracy that we see throughout all of this as helping in this corruption and helping the Democrats pursue charges or allegations or narratives against a um, a president-elect, a president, now a former president, as, as somebody in the House who's also running to be in the Senate, I mean, how do we fix that? Well, we, we have to hold people accountable. And this is, you know, there, there are lots of things that happened during the, the Trump turn, term that are disappointing to me, but one of them is that we didn't hold Hillary Clinton accountable. We didn't hold those accountable for uh, for pushing the Russian collusion hoax that derailed not just the agenda of an American president, Donald Trump, but it really derailed our country in significant ways and prevented us from moving our country forward. So now, now we have Biden in office who's politicized the FBI. Politicized, the FBI was politicized before, but they've taken this in a whole new direction. I mean, ima- imagine if the, if the Biden Department of Justice and the FBI were more interested in putting child sex traffickers be- behind bars than they were putting Donald Trump behind bars. I mean, Think about it from that perspective. They, they've used it as a, as a political operation. So what can the House do about it? I mean, we can hold certain people in contempt of Congress, like, like, uh, like Christopher Wray. Uh, we, can, we can deny – how about we deny the, the massive funding request that the FBI has made to build a – for hundreds of millions of dollars to build a new FBI headquarters. Yeah. I'm not voting for that. I mean, that, that's a place to start. I mean, hold up their, their funding to build a new building. Don't reward them for their political behavior. But, you know, I, 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 I hate to say it, Casey, but we have to wait until we get a president back in the White House who's serious about cleaning it up. And, and I, I make no bones about it. I, I don't think anybody will clean up the deep state, clean up uh, the FBI, the DOJ, like Donald Trump will, because he's been the victim of it. And, and that's one of the big reasons why I've endorsed President Trump uh, uh, again in the 2024 election because I think he's the one who's who's most serious about cleaning up the mess and getting to the root of the problem, the corruption and the deep state, and uh, that, that's why he has my full support. Now, do you think somebody like yourself, coming from the House side of things, you're better able to position the Senate to support actually cleaning up Washington D.C. going forward because. Uh, Historically, there have been times where the House of Representatives congressman has, has been on board with trying to get some of this stuff done, at least a, you know, a majority, if not the entire body. The Senate has consistently been the, nah, we're not going to do that. We don't want to ruffle any feathers. We're going to move real slow or we're not going to take any action because of history and decorum and all of that. And at some point in time, the American people, and I'm certainly the base of the party congressman, are sitting there going, look, this isn't going to be fixed until people start going to jail when they break the law. Yeah, I, I'm tired of it. I mean, I've spent seven years in the House, and we've, you know, we, we've seen the the House grow more and more. Uh, what I call the new Republican Party, the fighters that that Donald Trump taught us to be to fight for our country. And then I look over the, at the Senate and see go along to get along Republicans who just roll over and go go along with it. I mean, they vote for massive spending bills that the Democrats push, or they they they. You know they they uh, they block efforts to truly reform uh, the the, uh, the the government in a way that we need to. So that, that's why I'm running for the United States Senate. We Indiana is a conservative state. And Indiana deserves a conservative fighter. That's what I've been in the House, and we need we need to shake up the Senate. You know it's, it's kind of the the the, the, the saying. Um, you know we we need people in office who know what time it is, and we and th- those people who know that America doesn't have any time left. 
um, to sit back and watch the radical left destroy our country. And, and in the Senate, we have too many Republicans who are going along with it. I won't be one of them. Now, I assume, should you get into the Senate, Congressman, you become Indiana's next senator, I assume that you have a short list of things that you really want to tackle head-on as fast as possible. What's on that list? Well, first and foremost, I mean, I, I, uh, I've, I've taken wokeism on, straight, straight uh, on, on, the, on the Armed Services Committee, wokeism in our military, wokeism in our schools, uh, the, the radical ideolo- anti-American ideology of the left uh, that teaches our kids that America is inherently racist and evil and pushes it on our troops who are wearing the uniform, telling them that America isn't worth fighting and dying for. I believe America is worth fighting for. It's the greatest country in the history of the world. So I've made that my mission in the House, but when I get to the Senate, there's so much more that I'll be able to do uh, to get wokeism uh, out of our military and out of our schools. So that, that, that'll be a big mission of mine. Uh, and then China. China is the biggest existential threat, the biggest foreign threat uh, facing our country. And, and w- under Donald Trump, we had a president who was serious about holding China accountable and trade deals that put America first instead of Chinese and big corporate interest. And now we have Joe Biden in office who it literally every day wakes up and plays footsie uh, with, with the Chinese Communist Party. So he's sending all of his top uh, cabinet officials over to China to try to appease them and butter them up. And we got to go back to, to holding them accountable for what they've done to steal our jobs, giving us uh, the COVID-19 and pushing that, their negligence to push that on the rest of the world and uh, and truly hold them accountable for it. So that, that'll that be my second uh, and just as important uh, top mission when I get to the United States Senate, too. Yeah, one of the things I, I read last week gave me great concern, but I've also been talking with you know veteran friends of mine have been saying the same thing. A lot of families with a history of military service are advising their youngsters not to go in at this point in time because of that wokeness that you're talking about that you've dealt with on the Armed Services Committee that we talked about the last time you were on the show. I mean, how do we fix How can we start fixing that? Because I know that that starts even at the academy level and beyond. Yeah, this is really scary. I mean, this is the 50th anniversary of an all-volunteer force. So getting rid of a, a mandatory draft. 50 years of that, and right now we have the lowest and, uh, and the worst recruitment crisis that our country has ever had. So we have to inspire the next generation to want to serve this great country. And the radical left uh, uh, socialist Democrats are telling, telling the kids that America is not worth it. And, and if, we, if we have a generation of kids who aren't patriotic, who don't love America, they're not going to join the military, and America is less safe for it. It's, it's not sustainable for a great country. So we have to turn the corner on that, and I, I think uh, getting the weak leadership out of the White House that we have today that projects that type of weakness is the, is the place to start, but also cutting the head off of the snake of wokeism I mean, and anti-Americanism uh, in our schools and in the military is something that I've been focused on currently in the House, but when I get to the Senate, I'm going to t- make that my top mission. I have no doubt, Congressman, that part of this, or maybe even a majority of this, is what happened to service members who didn't want to get vaccinated and watching their careers get flushed down the toilet and watching the military abandon their religious liberties and that sort of thing. I mean, Indiana, I mean, we lost whole battalions um, in the Guard because of because of vaccine mandates. What about those individuals who are now separated from the military because of their position on the vaccine? What happens to them next? And is there an effort, whether it's on your doing um, in the House or in the Senate side, should you win that election? 
or what else is happening to help rectify the situation with them who serve their country honorably? Yeah, it's a it's a really good point. I mean, General Milley and Secretary Austin and President Biden, they sit back and wonder, why, why do we have a recruitment crisis? Well, yeah, maybe, maybe it had something to do with the thousands of our heroes that you separated and pushed out of the military because they didn't take the very politicized uh, COVID-19 vaccine. I mean, I, I think it's direct. You're right. It's directly related. Uh, this year in the National Defense Authorization Act, the, def- the annual defense bill that we pass out of our committee, um, I, I fought for and got language inserted that will, will allow those service members to come back and wear the uniform again, not be penalized for not taking the vaccine and uh, giving them a pathway back to service. That's the place to start. But this was a, this was a big, uh, a big mistake by this current administration. And it, 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 I think you're right. I mean, the biggest source of recruitment for the military are kids of, of, uh, former service, of, of veterans, of former service members. Yep. So, and if they're telling their kids it's not worth it, don't join the military, you can do something better with your life, then we're in a lot of trouble. And I, we're, we're seeing that number grow and, and, uh, to, a, to a dangerous level and letting those service members come back and serve and not miss a beat, um, not even miss those years of service, even give them, pay, uh, back pay for the time that, uh, they were separated. I mean, th- those are those are policies that I support. We're going to keep fighting for. All right, Congressman Jim Banks, representing Indiana in the third district, also running to be Indiana's next senator. Congressman, how can they learn about your Senate campaign and support you? Well, we're off to a great start. Long ways to go, but I'd be very proud to be Indiana's next senator. You can go to banksforsenate.com. Get involved. We've we've started the petition process. We have to get signatures to get my name on the ballot. So that's the biggest way that you can help us right now is to sign one of our petitions. Uh, It would be the honor of my life to be Indiana's next conservative senator. Congressman Jim Banks, do appreciate it. Best of luck on the campaign trail to become senator. Thank you. Have a good day. All right, you too. All right, folks, we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, and the all-new MNC Nation.